Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Today, I have a really special guest, my friend and mentor, Stephanie Gass. And we are both busy mamas and coming into this really busy holiday season. I think that one thing that gets pushed to the wayside so much is rest, but not only like physical rest, like sleep, but actually like biblical rest that fills our soul. And so I wanted to talk to Stephanie about this today because she is someone who has this on her heart as well as has a busy life. And so I'm so glad that you're here. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to be here, Alicia. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I would really love to just let you take it away with some of the things that maybe are on your heart or that you've seen come up. I know you talk to a lot of women with a perspective of like busy lives, motherhood, like this like I said, it just goes to the wayside so often. So when you see that happen, where do you start? Or like, where have you started in your life? What I hear over and over again, Leisha, in my community, and it's full of working moms. That's who my community is made of, Christian working moms, is that they have this deep desire in their heart to be more present. That's the thing that I keep hearing. And I just want the time to be more present. I want to be able to, to spend more time with God every day. And they're labeling it as presence or as more time. And as I kept sitting with that, you know, a few years back, I felt the same way. And it was, how do I just create more time, but yet I'm called to build this business or I'm called whatever your call is that's keeping you so busy all the time. Maybe you work outside of the home or whatever that thing is, that there's this beautifully positioned distraction that we put so much weight in that can be great. Like for me, it's business and my business is so great and it helps so many people and it's amazing, but that we can't allow that one thing to be all-consuming. And for so many of these moms, they've kind of leaned into this accidental place where they wake up one day, Alicia, and they're like, I don't have any time. My phone is controlling my life. I'm addicted to social media. I have this overall feeling of discontentment and I can't put my finger on why and I don't know how to escape. That's the other big thing I'm hearing is I feel trapped. So that's like, it's coming in so much. And what I believe 
really that their spirit is calling for is God's rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one thing that I've like heard from what you were just saying is this distraction. And I, I know that that's something that you talk about a lot and that I have been really aware of as well. And so let's dive into that. Like our phones, social media, like that is a huge distraction in so many ways. And I think that it does, you know, we have to find whether or not there is a place for it in the seasons that we're in. And like, it takes so much of our time and so much of our focus. It sure does. And I think that as we get into this conversation, I want you to, to visualize that or to understand that God's rest, it's not like taking a nap. You know, it's not, it can be, that's great. It can be taking a bath. It can be self-care, but God's rest is an overarching possibility and reality for your life. No matter how busy you are and all of the things that you have on your plate and motherhood and business and marriage and keeping a home and all the things that you, you are and you stand for that God's peace, it's a way that you live. And it's a peace and it's a confidence that you're walking with God every day. You're walking with God in your motherhood and with God in your business, if you have a business. And it feels at peace because you're surrendered to him taking care of everything. And I want you to understand that's what God's rest is. So if that's available for you, which it is because, hello, Jesus, Jesus came and he is the ultimate rest. God died on the cross and through him, he provides us that salvation. And that's the rest that we're all here for. And that's the yearning that we feel in our spirit. And if the key to entering God's rest is surrendering to God and leaning on Jesus and faith is the key, then what's keeping us from that? So if biblically that's what rest is, and there's a piece available, why aren't we there? And so that brings us to what Leisha has so divinely brought up. I know, and I've seen it in my own life, and I'll share a story with you all, that distraction, distraction is one really huge thing keeping you from living a life that feels peaceful and restful. And then the other one is trust. It's that we're not trusting God. So let's first lean into, I think, one of Satan's favorite tools distraction. And for so many of the women in my community and Leisha's community, this is social media and this is your phone. So for me, if you rewind back about three years ago, I was using Instagram primarily to build my business. And we had grown Instagram over 40,000 followers. We, it was me by myself at the time. I think I may have had a VA. And so I'm building Instagram every day. I was on stories. I was making videos. I was in the DMs. I was doing hashtag research. And we had at best 750 likes per post. And I'm like, this is working. This is amazing. And it was life sucking. Yeah. And, but I thought it was working to build my business. So I kept doing it. And I would capitalize on my kids. Oh man, the kids are doing something cute. Grab the phone, take a story because that's going to create trust with my audience. And I felt like I was watching my own life through a movie screen in a way. And I had, I call them discernment alarms going off in my heart. Like 
this isn't right. Something's not right. But I kept resisting it because I thought, well, everyone's here. So I have to be here. This must be how you grow a business. And so I continued to go there. And what happened was it started to perpetuate this large addiction in my life to my phone, to social media. And I realized that I was idolizing this little piece of glass and metal. And I was turning to it more than I was looking in the eyes of my children. And something had to give. It was like, I felt convicted but I didn't know that it would make sense. So that was one huge distraction that was in my life. I think that that's really good. And I think that hits hard for so many of us as moms, because whether we're building a business or not, there is some element of distraction. And I know that like, for me, just my personal story, like a lot of my, like when I get to, you know, a new season or the beginning of the year and I'm like making goals and I'm like, I want to be closer to God like the word that comes up for me so much is distraction. And so like I've peeled back layers, but I feel like sometimes they're just like tiny layers. And I think that that's still there for me. And even, I think it's really easy to just buy into this idea that you have to be distracted as a mom. Like, oh, I have kids. So obviously like I have seven opinions going on at all times around me. I think a lot of that is true. And there is so much that we do have control of in that. There is so much we do have control of. That is 100% true. And I think what this brings us back to, Leisha, you you mentioned like these little things, like these little things that keep coming up. But what we're not understanding is what is the distraction actually a facade for? So we have to dig deeper underneath. Okay, if Instagram was the distraction for me and I am unwilling to let go of that distraction, What's the deeper lie happening here? Right. And so for me, it was that I have to build a business the world's way, that I have to be on this platform, that there's no way I can have success or grow or reach people or have an audience without this one platform. And that's where it came to. I wasn't trusting God. If he was convicting me to lay down the distraction, wasn't he going to show me that there was another way to do this? And I think for those of you maybe not building a business, what is social media or your phone or whatever your distraction is? And this can be anything. This can be, I've got to work out two hours a day. This can be a distraction of, I can't focus and I find little weird things to fill this need for busy in my life. This can be whatever that looks like for you. It can be gossip. Like it is, there are infinite distraction that we go lean into and we think that they are harmless. But the reality is, is that they are, They're a facade that the enemy is using to keep you from having spiritual breakthrough in your life and leaning into something bigger God is trying to show you. So as a visual here, I kept feeling like I couldn't let go of Instagram. I couldn't let go of social media. And so God convicted me and I made, I was like, okay, we'll start with weekends, Lord, because I'm stubborn. I started deleting the apps on the weekends. And as with any addiction, the first weekend was excruciating. My phone actually had to break for me to start this process, which is interesting. Why do we wait for things to break before we're willing? You know, it's like, don't we think God has something better for us? But yet we're ripping on. We have no trust. That's what's going on. It's like, I didn't trust him. I was trusting myself. I look what I built, God. Look what I built by my own strength. And so... 
there's a lesson in that distraction for you. I promise you. So I, I get through the first few weekends and I realize, Leisha, like I'm seeing my kids for the first time in this new way. My phone, I started losing it by Saturday afternoon. I didn't know where it was. And I started to see it for what it was. Like it had to go away from me. I had to create space to see the harm that it was doing. And I started to like laugh with my kids without the agenda of capturing it. And I felt so free and I didn't want to go back. And so over the about a year later, got off of Instagram for 30 days to test, is this going to hurt my business? Because that's the belief, the lie that I had. And it didn't. The business exploded and I never went back to Instagram. A couple of days ago, about a week ago, we as a company, because my team was still posting our podcast episodes over there, I felt convicted and the Lord spoke to me to lay it down completely because it was not just an idol, had been an idol in my life, but it was an idol in the women that I serve's lives. And I could not no longer perpetuate that. And I'm telling you, like one day later, the podcast hit a million downloads. I've had people in my inbox for these crazy opportunities that I don't know where they're coming from. And it's because there is fruit on the other side of you leaning into God's rest. And none of it, it feels so at peace. Like my, even though I work really hard and I am an ambitious woman and I, I love work and I love business, it feels peaceful. It's not hard. It's not full of anxiety. It's easy and it's light and it's free and that is God's rest, even in your busy, right? Even with your, all the kids and all the, it's like, I'm doing this with God. And so that story is just to show you that whatever that distraction is, there's something deeper underneath it. There's a lie there that's trying to keep you captive in a way. And you've got to learn to trust God enough to begin to let go of it. Just loosen your grip a little bit and then see what he will do with your yes. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that story and just like the perspective behind it, because I think again, like we do get so sucked in to basically like whatever is considered the norm, whether that's like you have to school your kids a certain way to do it right, or you have to be available for people at certain times to be a good friend or whatever it is. It's like keeping us stuck. I think that there's obviously, like you said, there's so many different ways that we can be distracted. But my prayer with this episode is that like, when you're listening, that you're thinking and that you're convicted in your heart of like, what is it in this season? Because I think that it changes in different seasons. And it's really easy to be like, oh, I laid down that one thing, you know, that one addiction to this trash TV or to whatever it was to chocolate, like you laid down that one thing. And so you're like, okay, now I'm good. And then you notice that like those same feelings come up that you're distracting yourself with something else. And I do think that it, it is so important to identify like the actual distraction, but also identify like, is that because 
you're afraid to just be like quiet with yourself? Is it because you're afraid to have space to speak to the Lord? Like, where is that fear coming from and the lie coming from? I think that that's so good because there's always a reason and there always will be another distraction if your heart doesn't change. And so again, it's a, it's definitely a journey, I think, but I love just hearing like that perspective that I love that you, more behind it. you bring that up, Leisha, because I want to, I think that so many people and I'll hear from the community that sounds good, but I don't know how to do that. Like the how right. is such a confusing piece for so many women. And so for me, that looked like, Lord, I am feeling super addicted to my phone or whatever the thing is for you. Can you help me want to lay down this idol or help me want to stop doing this thing? Or can you even convict me to begin to want to shift this behavior or to give up this thing? And just the ask, he will begin to work because God's already there with every single answer that you need. And then the other piece for me that I want to say here is that there's also that ask of like, Lord, show me what's hidden underneath this distraction. So for me, what really under the hustle and the busy and the striving and the social media, it all came back to like worthiness of you are not worthy unless you are achieving, unless you're doing. That had to come from God, that breakthrough of like, oh, well, that's interesting. And not that there's anything wrong with me. It's just, where did that belief come from? And what does God have to say about me? Is that really true? And when we see that it's not really true, that lie can be crushed out of, in Jesus' name, right out of your life. And you can begin to walk in that freedom of like, I'm cool to sit here and play a game with my kids and not feel bad about it. You know, I'm okay to not be on a platform. It's okay. It's okay for me to take a little more time so that I can experience the fruit of my littles while they're still little and delay something that God can do in a breath, right? What we can do in a lifetime. So there's no our timing that is better than his. And I yeah. think that's how you get there. You pray and you ask and you lean in and you're willing and then you trust him. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I think something else that I was thinking of when you were talking is like, I think that we can easily, you know, lean into it being our phones or it being something like electronic that's a distraction. But that drive underneath to feel like you're not worthy if you're not achieving, it can also just be like you have your kids in a thousand sports. You're always cleaning the house. Like it can be those things that feel necessary, that feel like, of course, like the dishes would, you would never think like that's an idol. And if it is a higher priority than everything else, that still can be you know, something that is a distraction to you. And so I think even realizing so many of the women that I work with are in this like just long-term hustle, whether they're stay-at-home moms or business owners, because it's like they have to be busy all the time to feel like they have some sort of worth. And that's where we see adrenal burnout and hormone burnout and all of these things that they come to me with. And really the underlying root is so much of what we're talking about. It's stress on the body. And it can be because of those underlying beliefs. And the world tells us that is why we're worthy is because of how we look, because of how we achieve. And I just think that like the concept of being able to lean into God's rest and let some of those beliefs go is so peaceful and so honestly, just like nourishing to our souls. So it's so nourishing. And even God rested, like, yeah, you know, he worked to create the world day by day by day. 
And then on the seventh day, he rested. And this was not like God is lazy. Like God does not get tired. It was, I heard really loud and clear as I was doing a study on rest recently, cease and celebrate. But God sat and he just reveled in what he had created and he celebrated and he sat with it. Like we're not cherishing enough. Yeah. How many of you were like, cool, a clean house. What's next? And I know I'm guilty of this too. But it's like sitting in that beautiful new home that you've just cleaned and it's so fresh and it brings so much joy. Like sit in that joy for a while. See yeah. and celebrate and recognize that rest is not laziness. Right? Yeah. It can be yeah. if you're constantly just sitting there. But this is that's not the woman we're talking to right now. We're talking to those of you who think that doing more equals blank. Does it equal what? More love? Does it equal more accomplishment? Does it equal more validation? Does it equal better stuff on social media? Because none of that is how God sees you anyway. Right. What's it for? So ask yourself that question. Like, what am I doing all the more? Who is that for? And I think that's going to bring a lot of clarity back to you because God actually wants us to go cease and celebrate and rest. And this, the rest itself, we can talk about that in a minute too, because I was so confused. Alicia, when people like, rest, I'm like, what is that? You're hilarious. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I have no, and I had God's rest in my life, but like the physical, tangible rest was still a really big struggle. So I think we should mm-hmm. also go into that a little bit of like, what does that look like? And some examples of ceasing and celebrating. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and do that. And I wanted to also bring in the concept of like, a lot of these beliefs that we have of like, we have to achieve all, like all of these things, it comes from our childhood. And so like, as you're talking about how we rest, like how can we model that for our kids mm-hmm. and show them that that's valuable? So hopefully they'll be in a little better place in their thirties. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, at, I'm like, Hey, it's not so shabby. Like we're in our thirties and we're recognizing and realizing all of God, these amazing God truths. How great is that? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. God's so faithful. So those of you, I wanted to bring up a verse, Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So as you serve, sure, I'm called to to steward my home. I am, but I'm also called sometimes to let the laundry just be there because I don't want to miss out on a beautiful moment with my family. You know, yes, I'm called to build this amazing thriving business. And it is, but sometimes I'm called to not look at my business for two or three days at a time. So I can go be at peace in my heart and maybe focus on something else, the Bible, time with my husband, etc. So just make sure what this prayer in my life looks like, Lord, what am I to focus on today? Allow me to lead my life Holy Spirit forward, not flesh forward. My flesh always says to go work. I love work and I'm, it's okay to love what you do. But sometimes we're called to go lean into the things that maybe are not quite as easy for us, right? And so it's, Lord, what am I to focus on today? Prioritize my heart. And he always does. So what do we actually tangibly do? So for me, this begins every day with time with God. It's so easy to make excuses for why we're too busy to sit with him. You know, sure, I could get up and do my house like reset in the morning or knock something out for work or do a load of laundry or whatnot, even get a workout in. 
But for me, the best of me is in the morning. I'm a morning person. And if God calls for us to give our first fruits to him financially, I also believe that it's our first fruits of who we are. And so what a blessing to get to go sit with God in the mornings and like just have a moment with him. And sometimes for me, this looks like forcing myself literally to sit, which is very difficult for me, but I've become really accustomed and I look forward to it. Sometimes I'm just sitting, just looking out the window and I'm like, Lord, do you have anything you want to say to me today? Like, should we have a conversation about anything? Is there anything I should write down? Do you have a message for me from scripture? And sometimes I'm led to a certain Bible verse that is so relevant and it's so prophetic. I know it's him. Sometimes I just sit and I can feel the presence of God and his presence gives us rest. So that's a tangible thing I do every single day to cultivate more rest in my life. But what it really does is it renews my mind and it renews my spirit and it reminds me whose I am and who I am before I set foot into this busy, bustling, fallen world. I'm reminded that. I am a daughter of the king and I am to act that way. So it really, really helps me. That's the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I know exactly what you mean. Like it is so easy to feel like there's a reason not to or your baby's up way earlier than you thought. And really just, I think, peeling back the layers of those excuses a little bit and realizing like, in most instances for me, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be like totally quiet. I'm not going to be, you know, always undistracted and I can still have that heart posture and still like, okay, well actually I'm nursing my baby and feeding my other kid a snack and they're not supposed to be awake, but like, I'm still going to like create some of that space as much as possible. And maybe I just pray with them or pray over them. Oh my gosh. I want to say something about that, Leisha, because there are seasons in your life, not just every month, but seasons in your life of what rest with God looks like. So I'm so glad you brought this up because my kids are in elementary school. They would rather sleep in till 839 at this point. Like I have my mornings back. Mm -hmm. There were so many years where that was not how I was in rest with God. And so I want to debunk. Some people may think, oh, that I, I can't do a Bible study for an hour. I'm a failure. I'm not, you know, I'm not positioned for God's rest. That's not true. What I discovered about God is he shows up everywhere. Sometimes God is showing up in the moment of you just sitting, nursing your baby, feeling God's love over your child's life. That's God's rest right there. Sometimes it's a hike with, with your husband and you like, I'm looking at the trees and I'm like, there are angels up in these trees right now. Cause it is just the presence is there. Sometimes it's a tiny prayer in your mind as you do the dishes, you know, like he is literally everywhere and all he wants is your focus and your heart and a tiny bit of your time. And he knows your life. He knows Leisha is feeding a toddler and has the babies and all the things. And so he's going to show up for her right there in the midst of all the busy with rest just in his hands, wide open for her. So whatever that season is that you're in, the prayer looks like, Lord, what is rest in this season? Where are you? Where's the presence? Where is the 
freedom from busy or overwhelm or this idol or this thing that I keep turning to? Where is the rest and the freedom from that, even in the season that I'm in right now? And he'll show you that. He will lead you to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the concept of like progress over perfection is something that I feel like applies to almost every single area of your life. And if you think it has to be that perfect one hour Bible study, like, yeah, probably not going to work in a lot of seasons or you're never going to sleep or whatever. And so I think just realizing exactly what you said, like he can meet you where you are and that's not an excuse to just not try. Exactly. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, all I got in five minutes and Lord, I love you. I'll meet up with you in a little bit, you know, and that's yeah. okay with him too. And it's the other thing I wanted to bring up here in God's rest and God's peace for me is like, I'm in constant dialogue with him. So I want all of you to realize that you don't have to be like, you're coming to the altar, you know, like hair is done and your nails are like, come to the Lord almighty. He is with you in the mess, you know, he's with you when you're going to the restroom and your kids are putting their little fingers under the doors. Like he knows the reality that you live in. And so it's for me also become like, he's not just available when it's convenient for, for me or him. It's like, he's available all day, every day. And so this, and it was a practice and it did take some focus work to get to this point of like, I'm just in constant dialogue. You know, instead of talking to myself, think of those of you that talk to yourself all the time, swap it out and talk to God just all the time. My husband will walk into the garage. I'm literally talking out loud to God. He's like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's just become like, he's your best friend. He is your counselor. He is your therapist. He is your strength. He is the, the teacher, you know, he is everything and he's always available. And so it's constant dialogue and there's not something too small, too weird too embarrassing, something you should be ashamed of that you can't talk to him about right there in that very moment. And he'll show up. It's like, that's the challenge for me of like, no matter what life feels like right now, how do I invite him into it? In the middle of a conflict, in the middle of me feeling comparison or something that you want to hide from God, because you're like, I should be so much farther along than this. I should not be comparing. I know who I am. I know who my identity stands in, but yet you're human right in that moment. I'm like, God, cleanse this from my heart. This is ridiculous. I'm not available for this, Lord. If you would step in and help me, that would be so amazing. And I'm telling you within minutes, the feeling has diminished. And it's because it's this constant invitation of like, I'm human, but by my own strength, I just can't do this. I cannot live in God's rest without you physically present, tangibly in my day, in my minute, in my hour, in my second, every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think just like to kind of like bring this conversation full circle, we started out talking about our phones. We started out talking about distraction. I know for me in those seasons where I'm feeling drawn back to that, where I'm feeling more distracted, sometimes a really simple step is just literally putting my phone in the closet. And when I'm washing the dishes, my phone's in the closet. So I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not talking to someone on Voxer. And that gives me the space to say like, oh, like I can pray right now, even if it's for two seconds while I'm uninterrupted, you know? And so I think that like thinking about what your distraction is and then like, where can you not only surrender that to God, but then like fill that space with him because that will heal the parts of your heart that are calling you to the distraction in the first place. And 
will grow your relationship with him away from that distraction so that you desire it less. And so I think, you know, the seasons and the journey, but that's a step that has been really powerful for me is thinking about what that distraction is and then replacing it. I love that so much, Leisha. And I think some of you may not be calling it a distraction. You may may be calling it a way of multitasking, Mm -hmm. right? So when you get in the shower, when's the last time you left your phone somewhere else? So you had like having silence is the greatest breakthrough tool that God's trying to give you. And where the enemy goes, don't have silence. Hands you, not to say podcasts and learning and like personal development isn't great, but not all the time. So like right. she said, she does, I try to shower with no sound, with my phone completely gone. I always get downloads in the shower. The other thing for me is modeling sitting at the dinner table without my phone. So mm-hmm. the phone goes away. The other thing that I try and I practice is when I'm having intentional time with my kids to try to put my phone away because it calls you. They're in the middle of a sentence and you'll touch it. And I'm like, we are teaching our kids, you know, they watch what we do. They don't hear what we say. So for me, it's like, how do I zone in and stare at their eyeballs inside? You know, you got to coach yourself. You're like, listen, listen to them, you know, for, and you know how they take 27 years to get what they're trying to say out. Like, listen and listen, and don't you break distract, don't you break this focus time. And so that's another one for me is like, I want to be heard. I want to be seen. And if the phone steals that from me as an adult, how damaging is it to our littles when they don't feel seen and heard? And they think that this other thing is more important than they are. And I'll hear my kids be like, mom, are you listening? I'm like, dagger to the heart. Like, I don't want to be the mom that has to be asked, are you listening? Right. And so that's another modeling behavior. And, you know, it's okay. We all have been in this position. It's still something I struggle with, but deciding that today is the day that I create space. Today is the day I put my phone in the closet when I do the dishes. Today is the day I invite God in. Today is the day that the distractions are going to die in my life. So I'm going to break them off in Jesus' name. And that is available for me. Today is the day that I look at my kids when they talk to me and choosing because that is a life and a gift that is available for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think just to wrap this up, I really believe that the spiritual and the physical are just so intertwined. And so when we're talking about constant distraction, constant nervous system stimulation, constantly trying to do more than we can do at any given point, that is always telling your body that things are not safe. And so creating safety in your body comes from some of this emotional safety as well. And like spiritual safety where you feel like you can rest. And so when you have that constant intervention, constant distraction, constant input into your life, it not only is, you know, potentially keeping you from having a deeper relationship with the Lord, with your family, with your husband, with your kids, But it's also telling, you know, it is telling your body that you're not safe and it's keeping your nervous system in that fight or flight or just that like heightened state that is going to also imbalance your hormones, also cause physical issues. And so it really is important for both sides of this. And so I love, you know, just peeling back some of those layers and diving deeper. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It's been so just, I feel so refreshed already and I'm so excited to share it. So I know that we cannot find you on Instagram. So <laughs> where can we find you? Yes. And I know some of the mamas who are listening are small business owners. And Stephanie is an amazing 
coach for small business owners. So tell us a little bit about where to get more info on that. Yeah. So the place that I would go is my podcast, which is the Stephanie Gas Show. And that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And it's really for that woman of faith who knows you have a call and a purpose over your life, but you don't know what it is or what to do with it. You don't know if it's business, you don't know if it's ministry, but you know that it's something and you want to grab it and you want to run with it and you want to do it God's way. Don't want to be a slave to social. You don't want to be on your phone 24 seven, but you want to create impact and income for your family and for the kingdom of God. That's everything that I stand for on the podcast. And so that would be a great place to go check out all the free stuff, all the free trainings I have. And then my website is stephaniegass.com. I have lots of free gifts over there, free downloads and things of that nature to help you kind of figure out that calling or how to start that business or grow and cultivate that business. And yeah, we're not on Instagram. We do have a Facebook group. If you decide to hang out with us over there, that's stephgascommunity.com. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course, Nourish Your Hormones, is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.